Esports Arena, a welcome to Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of Extreme from episode one all the way to 401. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How you doing, Jay? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I'm ready to rewind and talk about ECW. It's been a big trip into the world of Extreme. It's been a nice little journey this week as we go back to 1996 still. We're in May, I believe. Yep. So it's the 14th of May and the 21st of May, episode 160 and 161. Held from the same arena that <laughs> WWE did something. One time, something, yeah. Yeah, which seems bizarre because it seems awfully small arena. This is the ECW, so this isn't Hammerstein, is it? This is the ECW arena in... Um... Philadelphia. Yeah, I thought, didn't they reference the WWE show there, though? Is that the second one? Um, oh, what was it they said that WWE did there? I can't remember. Dumped a load of people who didn't make it on their show? Dumped a whole load of people that didn't make it on their show. Oh, how's things going, anyway? Douglas, personally? <laughs> Shane Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. Um, the only thing I've watched from from this week's Raw is is the Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding segment, um, oh. and by that I mean the the, the, the chaplain getting wrestled floor. I mean, it's, to get... it, it was rife on um, obviously social media the, the comparables to the, the show that you discussed coincidentally the other week. Yeah. So obviously you spoke about Tommy Dreamer getting hit in the nuts. I don't know if it's relevant. Then later on that night, obviously Bueller and you know Kimo taking them both because he's hardcore. Comparing to the modern day equivalent of Lashley's, I don't know. I've never seen him. I don't know. I've never met before in my life. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it shows you how the product um, has changed, especially as it's strongly rumored to have exactly the same writer. I was going to say, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe one or two similarities beyond the storyline into the, the person that's writing. Um, yes, it is, it's one of those weird things. It's, it's, it's the bit that in wrestling at the moment which really captured the imagination, rightly or wrongly, um, has all been very kind of divisive. Um, but it's, it's, it's wrestling at its kind of base point, wrestling at finest is in soap opera and you know weddings and and that sort of thing is is your all soap opera so it's, it's um it's the main angle on on raw yeah it just is i mean I, i'm trying to think like where what other angles even got really on raw i mean obviously like sort of kevin owens like seth rollins uh Samoa Joe, APA, sort of big show and all that sort of jazz. But that's not really an angle. That's like a feud, if that makes sense. This is like the main sort of story has got to be the the wedding. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it is doing gangbuster numbers on social media. And if that's the whole kind of, you can't believe how bad this is, check this out or, or other, you know, people are talking, people are watching. 
This you is can't... The, that's it. I mean, like, like I said, it's crazy purely because of obviously we've said before ECW inspired everything. Is that sort of a running? I think yeah. it's a running joke, but it's, there's a lot of truth in that because there is a lot of things that very similar sort of happened in ECW. Not to say it hasn't happened in any wrestling promotion ever before that, but it just there's a lot still now. Yeah, we do, and it's funny you should say that because I was I was thinking about this the other day. Um, because in the mid-90s, there was a wrestling organization, an upstart wrestling organization, with ties to WWE, or WWF at the time, um, running shows with talent such as Jericho and Candido and the Gangsters. Um, and also had this, relations with um, NWA, didn't they? Yeah, We've and discussed. this thing, yeah. it's, it's, but this this was Smoky Mountain, and that was all about a year or two before ECW. So I'm wondering, and and maybe I do something a little short run on on sports arena and explore. But did Smoky Mountain wrestling actually inspire ECW? And there was a bit the other day about uh, Jim Ross had had uh, made a comment. He'd apparently told. Uh, Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette that um, they had more in common than they had um, differences. Um, so yeah, just interesting. It might be worth us uh, or having a journey to see whether actually the big influencer in all of this is actually Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling instead of Paul Heyman's ECW Wrestling. Interesting. I know that he had um, gangsters before then long they? time before yeah so yeah Lance like Storm Chris Jericho Thrill Tracy Smothers Thrill Seekers Thrill Seekers yeah yeah a um, yeah, whole bunch obviously Candy that's where he jumps yeah as I said about the yeah WA tournament yeah no very interesting watch this space or oh. listen to this space as this is an audio format um, maybe listen something happens what amazing breaking news 2020 slash 96. New um, shows coming out. So starting episode 160, we get Damien returning um, in the ring with El Puerto Rico. El Puerto Ricano. Um, this match is joined in progress and it was basically compared that they were doing tributes to Sabu. Um, by doing the moves that he does, which promptly left to Sabu running out and attacking both people. Yeah, like a really weird, excitable Jack Russell playing with a poodle, just kind of jumping on each other and all over each other. Uh, and then Sabu comes out. And, and I've got to say, you know, um, and, and from the last show, maybe, maybe Sabu's winning me back. Um, I really like the logic of him coming out and protecting his gimmick you know we've seen Devon Storm come in and they absolutely just Jerry Styles just absolutely hammered home the fact that this was some sort of weird Sabu knockoff wannabe um uh and um uh, here we go and, and you know Sabu runs out and destroys two people who were kind of stealing his shtick and stealing his gimmick and the idea of him you know out Sabuing people pretending to be Sabu, I kind of quite like. 
Well, it is because, like I said, it's, it's the other alternative. You, you do things like a projector or you have a modern day thing where everyone's doing Canadian destroyers. Anyone that sort of really straight away just like, that's, it's Petey's move, do you know what I mean? It's, it's his move. Yeah. But, um, so I like the idea of like, they, the, the company protecting and going, well, no, this is this person. Very weird that someone else is copying this person. So, because they kind of quickly gave Public Enemy the tables and took it away from them. Yeah, and and again, called out. You know, you're you're trying to do Sabu's thing. Yeah, uh, they they kicked off an entire feud with him because, boy, fucker, that's mine. Um, yep. So yeah, I I quite liked that he was, you know, taking it, taking it over, taking it back, and and showing that he was more capable of doing it than than they were. Oh, massively. So um, that happened. Obviously, Sabu had a little pose and sat with him that. We went to Joey Styles, and he did a quick rundown of the show and obviously he said about what we'd just seen. And then we had a bit which kind of scared me a little bit, where he announced three minutes into the show that we're now <laughs> time for our main event. Yes. It's, it, yes. And I, I don't thought, know. Okay. I mean, I suppose there were two matches on the show. Um, but I, I was trying to work out, bearing in mind this is very much a one-match show. Yeah. Um, because the other one's really kind of a no contest. Is it the main event if it's the only thing on the show? Yes, it's everything, isn't it? It's not the opener because there's already a match. So it has to be the main event. But... Um, Still very like bizarre to throw out this is our main event. Because you're almost admitting that it's going the whole length, which telegraphed it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It almost you wish that he said we're gonna go to our you know, second match and almost announced there was a main event they never got to. Or, uh, you know, oh, we have to show that next week, or I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether it's a positioning of... Uh, I mean, even if you just introduce it as a match rather than as the main yeah. event, yeah. I don't... But then, you know, it's not live, so can you get away with that? I don't know how it works. I mean, we've had, we've had one match shows before. Um, uh, Eddie and uh, Dean jump out at me and various others. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not unusual for the entire show to be one one match one one highlight. No, not at all. But they, but I don't think they've ever just said like. Right, no, absolutely. And and I don't know whether this is a Shane Douglas thing of trying to kind of reposition him as higher up the card. Yeah. So again, it's Shane Douglas in the main event. It just it just felt like right main event, and you just think, well, this is still. There's 40 odd minutes left to the show, and it would have been more like in because we have advert breaks in real time. Yeah. We're like 57 minutes left of the show, and you've just pretty much told me this is the last match, which I just found a little bit um, bizarre. Might be nitpicking, but it was just the thing that just stood out because I thought, oh wow, that's, that's the big thing to say three minutes in. Absolutely. Um, it's near enough impossible to break down this match. Decent match. They do have good chemistry, so don't mind it. Yeah. So I mean, the the, the uh, we can't we can't start this match without talking about the bizarrity that leads you to this match. Um, yeah. 
but that's all covered in the next episode, though. That's my issue. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of co- and and it's kind of covered and moved on from because they've got this weird kind of fifteen feuds at a time thing. Um, well, run down briefly. Obviously, you did the special event by yourself. Yeah. Um, very well done, I might add. Thank you. Um, so, run down basically the end of the Shane Douglas match. Scorpio coming out and the quick what led to this. So um, Shane Douglas finally, after 371 days or whatever it was, got a chance to win back the heavyweight championship from Raven. Um, Part of his uh, psychological warfare here was the introduction of uh, Kimono Wanalea, who'd been uh, with Raven up until recently, and the announcement that um, Beulah was cheating on uh, Raven um, and Tommy with Kimona, um, which apparently was devastating and threw Raven completely, uh, which made him easier pickings to get the win from. Um, ignoring the fact that he'd already, she was actually already cheating on him. Um, but anyway, um, it's that second time that kills at the same time. Um, so at the end of this match, Raven... The first time he could blame her. Second time he has to question if it's him. I think that's where he's at. Yeah, but anyway, for, 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 my, <laughs> for my random musings and breakdown of to, to, to the, the bizarre permutations that are within this, go back and listen to part two of Hostile City Showdown 1996, um, and uh, you'll be able to kind of see uh, all about it. Um, anyway, so at the end of this match, uh, Shane Douglas comes up short doesn't win, yeah. cuts a promo about how close he was and how frustrating he is and how that's the, the only belt in the business worth having and it's just slipped through his gar- grasp and um, off he goes. Um, and Yeah, so Scorpio walks out to say, I understand this and this is the only belt, but actually, you know, I'm quite fond of my belt as well. And my belt means a lot to me as well. And I think you're disrespecting my belt uh, because you're saying that's the only one that matters. And he's basically saying, I don't care about your belt. I'm only interested in the championship, the heavyweight championship. So this, for some reason, makes Scorpio want to get into a match with him about the TV title that Shane Douglas has no interest in. And part of the story here is that Shane Douglas is interested in beating Scorpio. He's not interested in being the TV champion. So yeah, one of the spots in the match, for instance, after um, quite a nice little exchange on the outside and a pile driver to the outside, a power bomb to the outside, um, Shane Douglas gets back into the ring and wants the count out victory. Because although he wouldn't win the belt from that way, he would win the match, and that's what he's interested in. So it's this very weird kind of the person who's got the belt is fighting for the belt. The person who hasn't got the belt doesn't actually want the belt until he wins it at the very end. Spoilers. Um, so it all gets a little bit confusing. But again, it's almost like foreshadowing, done slightly differently, but RVD's whole TV title run. Yeah. Because he was very much like, I don't need the world title. This is the title. But yeah, the funny thing is, I mean, very similar, yeah. Um, but again, 
And Taz does similar as well. But you can do that when you're the champion. Yeah. What you don't do is kind of sit there going, you've got it wrong. You should be interested in my belt. Why are you not interested in my belt? I mean, I'm not going to let you have my belt because I love my belt. But why shouldn't you be interested in my Come on, fight me for my belt. Fight me for my belt. Fight me for my belt. Surely if you're the champion, you know, you don't care. That's one less person who's coming after you. Yeah. So to talk Shane Douglas into a match for the belt that he didn't want, but Scorpio did, was just bizarre. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, it was quite a good match. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought they worked very well together. Um, I have an issue with Shane Douglas when they do the crowd bit. Um, you know, so they, 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 they did a little bit of the loop. They didn't do the whole loop, which I was very appreciative of. But they go out into the crowd and Shane Douglas is taking frying pans off of fans and hitting Scorpio with it. And I have an issue with that yeah. because that, to me, doesn't feel like Shane Douglas. That hardcore bit I've got, is... I've got an issue with all of it this week, if I'm honest. Oh, go for it. Um, I'm just finding it all very repetitive. I, I didn't realise how much I needed my Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero thing. Mm. I've I obviously love ECW, big fan of ECW and all this. But in the latter years, we get our Tajiris, we get our super crazies who despite sometimes going in the crowd, it was for different purposes, just to find a balcony to jump off or something. So it's a different motive, same as your whip bricks, um, all that sort of stuff. And then you have like Simon Diamonds that bring something different. At this point, I'm struggling to find anyone who brings something different. Yeah, and I think, you know, listening to my Hostile City Showdown review, you can hear kind of my frustration in the sense that there's oh great another plunder match oh great we're in the crowd again oh this must feel special we're here again and and the loop they do and it's just all of it's very very samey in the sense that no one it doesn't feel like anyone's watching any other match it's it's just feels like i'm gonna beat the crap out of you because i hate you okay well i'm gonna keep caning you because i hate you okay that's fine but now in this match i'm gonna really keep caning you because I actually really, really hate you. But you've caned him just as much as you did the last guy who you didn't actually really hate as much as you hate this guy. Yeah, but I'm a really, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's hard to get like the payoff because everyone just is beating the crap out of everyone for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, there's um, one of the things they were, they were advertising and pushing was um, Tommy Dreamer versus primetime Brian Lee in a weapons match. And I'm kind of sitting there going, yeah. isn't everything a fucking weapons match? That's it. Well, put, put in a normal, you know, two out of three falls. Yeah. Submission. It's, it's funny because I, as much as Shane Douglas brought in uh, Fonzie, um, Bill Alfonso, to be, I, I wanted to say Arthur Fonzarelli there. That's a very different Fonzie. Um, brought hey. in Bill Alfonso to be the, the straight down the middle, calling it right because it had gone too far the other way. I am almost 
in agreement with that philosophy at points in the sense of I, I, I struggle with, for instance, and this comes in next week's episode that we're going to talk about in a minute. I struggle, for instance, very much with the rules of disqualification and people getting involved. Because yeah. when the heel when the heel does it, he needs to well, no, sometimes when the heel does it, they need to wait for the referee to take a ref bump or to be distracted so they can run in and do it. Stevie with the Stevie kicks the, the, the most prominent example. Referee's distracted, he's why it slides in, hits the Stevie kick, he's out. Other times yeah. It's just blatant in front of people. And I'll go through that a little bit more when we get to the next one, because there's a whole load of people who are around that ringside for the main event of, of the second episode who just vanish at points where I don't understand why they vanish. And it's this weird kind of, you know, the rules fit however many people we want to squeeze into the ring at any one time, which is cool, except don't tell me there's rules then. So it's it, it, yeah. So it's all a little bit too. I, I'm, and I don't think I don't know. Well, it's not just how the TV's cut because you know the whole hostile city showdown was very similar match, very similar match, very similar match. But it does need that variance a little bit of here's your super technical match, here's your luchador match, here's your you know something that's yeah. not because at the moment I I just I just think I can't appreciate sort of the blunder. Oh, blunder. If it's all I see. I also yeah, think it's, it's a very different thing in the sense of I remember watching these at the time or close to the time being absolutely enamored by the unprotected chair shots, the, the, the hitting by, I mean, you, you, the chair shots are maybe are a little bit of a, of a, a distraction because, you know, they can be worked chairs. They can be taken safely and all the rest of it. They can work out. How on earth do you work a frying pan that a fan has given you, a random thing that a fan has given you as you walk past, smacking yeah. it straight over the back of the head, a lot of the time without the wrestler even being aware that it's coming. And I think that, again, you know, 2019, 2020 now, sensibilities looking back at some of this, you kind of go, I don't know if that was really needed. That's it. I mean, it's all, it's, it's so hard, isn't it? Because, but yeah, it's just yeah, some of it's um thing. But let's see if we get to that in a minute. So yeah, Shane Douglas obviously won the T V title. After the ring spoke about Scorpio being an amazing T V champion. Um he respects him lows, cuts a promo on all past great um ECW T V champions. Someone in the crowd shouts out Donnie Allen, which I popped for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I thought that was good. Um then said that Scorpio should show him the respect by placing the belt around his waist. Scorpio begins to do it, takes the belt off, clocks Shane Douglas. Face or heel? And I know we're shades of grey, and I understand shades of um, grey. Which, which, which one? Shane Douglas. Uh, Shane Douglas is... I, I feel like he's a manipulating face. So he's, he's a face... He's not actually a face at all. He's the guy that comes out. He's like, come on, let's go. But as soon as you turn your back, he's like, like this Scorpio stuff. I, I took it as patronizing from the Shane Douglas character. Like, I respect you. And if you're a real man, you'd respect me and tell me I'm the better man and put the belt around my waist kind of thing. 
so and I found this very weird because obviously this was the NWA heavyweight title tournament final. Yeah. So and 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 the belt that he deemed unworthy and threw down after he's talked about how this belt means nothing. So to then have yeah, this, I've waited so long to feel gold again. Then this really weird promo about, you know, for six months I had this paid vacation, blah, 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 and I've come back and ECW and I've wrestled everyone and you're the cream of the crop. You're exactly who I came back for. You kind of sit there again. You said the same thing to Axel Rotten three weeks ago. Um, so true. And where's he been since? That's a, again, that's a great opportunity to... Move someone. Do something. Yeah. Put, yeah, push him into something and he just literally hasn't even been anywhere since. And... And Scorpio is obviously clearly leaving. Yep. Yep. Because of the way it's all working with this. I mean, he's he's weeks away from being Flash Funk. He's gone. But this thing, so it's this weird kind of, you know, I respect you and I respect the fans and I respect the lineage and I respect the everything. Now be my bitch and put this around my, my waist. Yeah. And it is just that very strange... You know, I, I understand Shades of Grey. I get that. I understand the whole kind of tweener element. I get that. I understand him walking that line between face and heel. I get that. The jarring bit for me is when it's in the same fucking promo. Yeah. No, the bipolar totally. of it being in the same promo rather than it being kind of, you know, one or, or you know, you, you, you clock in with the belt, you, 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 you know, you, throw the belt down you do something to disrespect him at the end of that you can do that within character in the same sort of way um you know the lineage of this great title you're already eddie guerrero's your dean malenko's your terry funks your whoever else they had your, your donnie allen's whoever else they had um and now finally they've got a champion worthy of carrying on that would be both respectful but also a dick Whereas Kind yeah. of, I respect you. I think you're fantastic. I think you're amazing. You're such an athlete. You're such brilliant. Around my well, around my waist is a very weird kind of now show that you respect me. It's a real kind of punk thing to do. In yeah, very odd. But that's it. That's where it's like he'll face your face with him because he's obviously it almost feels like he's going to turn on someone, and everyone's going to be like, "I knew he wasn't actually really a face." Because he's come back and be positioned as returning hero. But everything he does is sort of heel. Yeah. I mean, uh, he didn't he turn heel last uh, at the pay-per-view where he outed the fact that his friend, Tommy Dreamer, his road buddy, Tommy Dreamer, girlfriend actually isn't pregnant? It's true. Although we'll get into whether Tommy um, Dreamer's a face or heel. Yeah, so basically then after that we had promos by... Sam and Mrs. Hyatt, Eliminators, Taz and Bill Alfonso, Dudley Boys, Tommy Dreamer, Bueller, Shane Douglas, and the Gangsters. Yeah, Sam Mans was a shout out to Ray Stevens, who'd passed. Um, yeah. His shout out was uh, I never knew you, I never met you, but here's to you. Which, which, all right. Sounds cool. Uh, end of the episode, which takes us to episode. 161 on the 21st of May. We get photo highlights of Sabu versus Rob Van Dam from A Matter of Respect 96. So this is the, the, the match that's... Rematch. Yeah, so this is not the match that we 
watched together on Hostile City Showdown. Um, this is no. this is the follow up match, still building on the logic of the hugely evenly matched. They have great chemistry. Sabu respects the hell out of Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam won't respect him back again. Can you spot a theme? Yeah. You know, do we need to do two respect angles in two main feuds at the same time? Well, this is it. So this happens again. Rob Van Dam obviously wins. And then on his way out, says to Bill Alfonso, Bill Alfonso, I respect you. Yes. Refuses to shake Sabu's hand, tells him that he doesn't respect him. Um, and then goes out. Says so he respects his Bill Alfonso. We then cut to Paul Heyman doing an interview. Said about Sabu when he injured him, Chris Benoit dumped on his neck. I know, um, yeah, only a couple of people knew about the extent of this injury. Um, one was him, one was Sabu, and one was someone else. The tag team partner who he begged Sabu to team with. Yeah, it's clearly going to be Taz. Yep, and then Taz owns up to it like 30 seconds later. Yeah, so basically he says that. Taz told Fonzie, uh, Fonzie told RVD, RVD knew how to injure him, and that's why Sabu went out on a stretcher. Yeah, which then takes us to Taz versus two Cold Scorpio in a revenge match because Scorpio broke Taz's neck, then mocked him for weeks. So Taz's entrance again, Taz's Team Taz stuff for me is still really strong. I love I love the entrance. I quite like, I mean, you didn't get the full entrance in this one, but I love Team Taz. I love them all kneeling in the corner whilst... Scorpio comes out again. It's it's different enough. I mean, obviously, you don't have War Machine, so it lacks a bit yeah. of that. But I don't mind this song. It's but you've got this 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 visual of you know, it's it's like a boxer coming out with all of his. It's it's different, yeah. isn't it? It's different. And then Taz just it's different to stands there in the corner, you know, like this burly Rottweiler. Just you know, he does look like the baddest fucking man on the planet, and everything around him is built up to face him as this baddest fucking man on the planet. Exactly. And then we go to a pre-recorded interview to Cold Scorpio where he talks about respect, basically. <sighs> and that he said sorry. He said sorry. And, he, you know, he does bring and he admits that if Taz wins, he's the better man. And it was, But then if he wins, you've got to admit that he's the better man. And again, like, it's the same sort of thing. All just basically respect and you have to turn around and sort of respect and say, I'm the better man if I beat you. Same thing again, really. Yep. No? Yep. So we get to the match itself. Scorpio takes a little while to get to the ring. As he gets in the ring, Shane Douglas dumps up, jump up on the side, hits him with the TV title. Taz then hits him with a suplex, then puts him in the Taz mission. And Scorpio loses in quick time fashion, which surprised me. Yes. And that was that. So it surprised me for a couple of reasons. Uh, <coughs> one, because, um, you know, Taz and Scorpio have historically had good matches, so I was expecting them to have more time. Um, yeah. Also, on a storyline point of view, if this is your revenge for him breaking your neck and blah, 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 and, you know, this is a shoot, this is a shoot, this is a shoot, is that... That's all the payback you want? I thought he fought Scorpio as soon as he came back. Yeah, I, I thought he fought Scorpio while he still had a broken neck. Yeah, I thought he feuded with Scorpio with the Steiner brothers. 
And then when he came back, his first singles match was against, or one of his first singles matches was against Scorpio. Yeah, before Fonzie. Just before Fonzie, I yeah. thought, yeah. They had them, um, like, November to Remember or something, whatever. It was one of that sort of time. But you've walked out, you've, you've you know, you've, you've given it all the, the, the large about how you're going to break this guy's neck and all the rest of it. And that's the end. That's enough for you. Well, exactly. He's going to beat him when the time is right and let him know. So he just does a quick suplex and pins him as fast as he can. After really. someone else is him. I mean, he's prone, he's there, and he's just like, you know, he taps him out, and that's the end of it. Yeah, we then get highlights of the Shane Douglas two cold Scorpio feud, which obviously we've just touched on. Yeah, just covered. Where Shane Douglas basically, yeah, it's Scorpio. Scorpio hit him back, blah, blah. Respect. Um, we then get a fan cam, the one you touched on, Tommy Dream versus Brian Lee, which again just brought in the crowd. Um, I don't know if enough time has been given to this feud, but it's again like who's feuding with so who? It's, no... it's this very weird, it's again very much like the um, uh, the bad breed. And um, was it Pitbulls that they were up against? In that, yeah. like out of nowhere, it suddenly became this blood feud. And you know, if we win, then we break up, and if you win, then. Uh, just you yeah, die, so yeah. It, it's suddenly that they're in this whole kind of, you know, we to the death, uh, but actually based on what? Based on him running out in a match? Well, everyone runs out in a fucking match. Why aren't you having a a to the death feud with the Blue Meanie? Um, oh yeah. So yeah, it's a bit quick again, and it's one of those again that. You know, you, you have to fight through Raven's guys to get to Raven. And I get that because that's the big heel. You know, that's 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 the basis of every computer game ever. Um, well, it's like I said, Bossman did the same feud where it to get through the whole of the Heenan family to get to Heenan. Yeah. And get through the crown jewel perfect at the end to get the belt. Again, it made sense, but he fought Barbarian once. You know, he didn't fight Barbarian seven times. Beating um, Raven's guys to get to Raven, it's just, like I said, like I maintain, we touched on it when we were talking um, off air. I think they're in this limbo at the moment where Joey Styles even makes a pay-per-view comment about this would be a great pay-per-view match, you know, fingers crossed kind of thing. Well, I think at this point, they're desperately trying to sort out pay-per-view and everything is just in a massive spiral because... Everything just feels filler, and nothing really makes any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it... just random matches that are just prolonged and prolonged and prolonged, and don't need to be. Shane Douglas beats Scorpio. Why is there a rematch? It's not needed. It's just not. Yeah, it, it is a little Scorp- bit weird um, and disjointed. So you say Scorpio called out Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas beat him, and he's just like, "You're one of the best performers ever. Let's have a rematch." For respect because you weren't respectful to me even though this whole thing started because i smacked you in the head with a belt when you weren't looking yeah and um, after telling you that i didn't respect the belt that you held so dearly just respect so yeah so that will happen then took us to the main event yeah now this is again out of nowhere though. yeah um not even talked about during the show. No. And, you know, there was, there was lots not talked about. So the main event is Pitbull number two somehow yeah. has managed to earn a title shot. Um, 
over Pitbull one, for instance. Um, yeah. Uh, and he's against Sandman and Raven in a triple threat match. Um, Pitbull number one and Pitbull number two are covered in bandages, which I'm assuming, because it's not said, is linked to the fact that um, the Eliminators took out the Pitbulls when they were going to be Tommy Dreamer's tag team. And it was Eliminators yeah. and Brian Lee versus it was going to be Tommy Dreamer and the Pitbulls and then became Tommy Dreamer and the Gangsters. So I'm assuming it's the injuries from that, but they never say. Um, no. But they're injured. So Pitbull 1's arm is in a sling. Pitbull 2's got a bandage over his head. They're injured. Um, you've got Francine with them, who will continue to be the weirdest manager ever because she just gets them in trouble. Um, you know, if, if, if they're the pit bulls, is she the border collie? I'm not quite sure. It's, it's a weird thing. Um, but, but again, like sticking up for her, I mean, about Slate, I, I feel like it doesn't feel like she's given any real direction or what to do. So I, No. And, and I've got to say, and I've said every single time, um, she has taken bumps from, Huge, huge people, really stiff-looking things, totally for very little reason. The, exactly. The, I just... the the feud with the Eliminators seemed to be that they wanted to beat the Pitbulls up because they liked hurting Francine. You know, they they yeah. talked about how much enjoyment they got out of hitting her with the total elimination, and the Pitbulls' entire thing was trying to get in the way to stop them getting to her. You'd think that was either yeah. a don't take the match or b leave her out at the back somewhere, but no, that wasn't the answer. Um, and then in the promo later on, when they're talking about the Bruce brothers, apparently their issue with the Bruce brothers is they want to do the double boots to the head again on Francine. So again, you know, you've got a team whose entire drive is to beat up the woman manager and this team's job is to try and defend their manager, even though they do an absolutely shocking job of defending their manager yeah so but you know again there's there's no there's never been a reason why she's with the pitbulls other than no. you can dress her in pleather pvc um there's never been a reason why these teams and these people want to beat the shit out of her other than it's a good spot um, yep. And we know the value that she can add in that managerial role because before the end of the year, we get to see it. Um, so it's just very incredibly strange to me. So, yeah, so they're, yeah, massively. So they're out to support the, 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 the Pitbull number two. Um, Meanie and Stevie are out to support yep. uh, Raven as well as Meanie's girlfriend. And then you've got uh, Missy and Scorpio out to support the Sandman. Yeah. So everyone's got someone in their corner. (sighs) 
yeah, I mean, the match itself, again, it's just another blunder. Like, just stuff going everywhere. Chain shots, uh, cane shots, exactly what you'd expect from it. Uh, Pitbull 2 gets eliminated, leaving Raven and Sandman. With um, Raven eventually picking up the win and retaining his title. Yeah, so... Um, the... The bit that confuses me is people run in and start beating up the Sandman, and Sandman's fighting off everyone. Um, he's got Scorp- He had Scorpio at ringside with him. Scorpio doesn't get involved, even though other people are. And it's one of those kind of, you know, we're, we're almost led to believe it would be a disqualification if Scorpio gets involved. It's not a disqualification if everyone else gets involved. And it's just that kind yeah. of weirdly inconsistent and it's just it's one of those kind of i i i've been a wrestling fan for a long long time i know how to block out that little voice that says well surely that doesn't make sense but on this one it's quite strong it's quite hard to find that that logic of being able to ignore some of the 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 bizarreness that comes through it's it's it just lacks it just lacks that smoothness of like, you know, your, your favorite blue biro kind of smoothness of writing. Cause it just, it, you, you bump into these things, just kind of like jag you on it and kind of like cut you with it when, when you want something that just kind of goes through a little bit more. Yeah. Nice. Um... But yeah, so Sandman goes ape shit, throws in a barricade that Raven then, manages to use to his advantage and uh DDT's him on and wins. Yeah, so yeah. He wins, retains, moves on. We then get a bunch of the Pulp Fiction style promos. Uh Bueller and basically Kimona make a joke about Space Mountain. Pitbulls of Francine uh talking crap. But then suddenly the Bruce Brothers come up and say thanks. It then goes back to them again talking about the Bruce Brothers. Yeah, so Brothers. the Pitbulls are, so, are are calling out eliminators. Because they want the title match, so they're, they're setting up the pitbulls and the eliminators. Then Bruise Brothers comes out and then calls out the pitbulls. So then the pitbulls go back to call out the Bruise Brothers because the Bruise Brothers want to kick Francine in the head. That's what you were saying earlier on. Yeah. So we're now into this weird, and this is the thing. It's kind of like you know, again, surely if you know you're you're getting the Bruise Brothers and the pitbulls off, then you don't need the pitbulls calling out the eliminators first. Yeah, it's just like everyone's just all over the place. Sam and Missy Hyatt again, uh, just doing a thing about them to spit in and swallow and all this sort of. It's unnecessary sexual. I don't mind sort of the sexual stuff. It's Do you know what? If it Sam made sense, if it made sense, fit. I would be absolutely fine with it. But the difference is that you spit and we swallow. What? It's just, it's just trying to be, yeah, like cute, cool. Uh, Dudley's driving around in a car badly, um, broken into two segments. One is just driving along, jolting. The second one is driving along, jolting, pulls up, runs. Bubba Ray runs up with Devon chasing him. So it happens. Taz and Bill Alfonso again. Yep. Scorpio again. Shane Douglas again. Gangsters. Eliminators. So, did we miss, because I think it was after the match, the, the Sandman Pitbull celebration? Yeah, I mean, that's just... So, the Sandman decides that he has a respect for Pitbull 2 after that showing, 
and as a sign of respect, he declares that Missy needs to kiss him. So Missy, who's the mummy character in this, you know, what mummy wants, mummy gets, now kisses Pitbull too because Sandman told her to. She brings Francine out to beat up Missy so they can do the catfight thing again because yeah. Francine's with the Pitbulls, which annoys Sandman because is this how you repay me? Is this how you, you treat me with respect after I've just hauled out my manager? So they then get annoyed with each other because this truce is no longer a truce. And Scorpio, who was at ringside for this entire match, is nowhere to be seen in any of this because... Because. Wasn't the strongest episodes. It wasn't. Like I said, it left me just like needing to break it up I don't mind I, I love this side of it obviously because that's why I love ECW and love ECW but it just it's too like if you have everything the same then it doesn't stand out because the cool bits just become the same similar to like cruiserweights were great because they were different on Nitro but then you suddenly watch things like now um, on Raw Everyone's doing moves like yes. that. So 205 Live doesn't fucking stand out at all because Seth Rollins and Bala and all these people are doing exactly what the 205 guys are doing. So it doesn't make them special. It feels like this. If everyone's doing hardcore, it becomes it's the not norm. Even, it doesn't become cause, special. Cause the thing is, I mean, with, with 205 Live and Raw, you know, watching people the size of Seth Rollins and Finn Balor do it instead of the, the Cruiserweights is one thing. And then you watch the Viking Raiders do it and they're sodding huge. So it's not yeah. impressive that the 190-pounder does it because the 290-pounder is doing it. Exactly. And it just becomes this weird spiral of uh, craziness. Um, yeah, but that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. This has been your stream review. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore sports arena. That is us. We do things. We have stories and conversations and all kinds of beautiful things also head over to zazzle.co.uk simply search sports arena and check out some of our merchandise if there's something that you like click buy it'll be delivered to your house and you can wear it it's never too late to buy someone a christmas present for what you forgot or start buying for next christmas you know get them get them early get your christmas presents shopping done in january for december boast to all your friends about how organized you are it'd be beautiful and wherever you are listening yeah. to us in many, many, many formats, we are in even more formats now, wherever you are listening to us, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, refer us, uh, you know, let's continue to grow uh, the conversation about ECW, uh, Hardcore TV, episode one, all the way to 401. It really is as simple as that. Do you know what we didn't so talk about? Thank you very much. What? Chris Jericho versus Mikey Whitbreak. Probably a reason. <laughs> it's this there if people want to see it. It happened. Yeah, it did. Uh, see you next week, everyone. Bye.